According to new reports this week, if you go to Israel today, you will see an increase in baby strollers and cranes, which was already a common sight to say the least. The Jewish birth rate is surging, as and uh, as is the uh, number of new homes in the so-called West Bank. This week, a new report has come out from Peace Now, a group that wants anything but settlement growth, saying that when you compare January to June 2013, this year, to the same period in 2012, there is a 70% rise in the starting of new building projects. It said, according to, the Israel, according to Israel National News, that while work on 995 new homes was started in the first six months of 2012, this year, 1,708 new homes had been, uh, had been begun, including 180, which the organization says are illegal. The report also said that the work on 1,794 homes had been completed with work on 2,840 continuing. This figure did not include some 230 caravans classed as temporary housing. Further to that, another report published this week from Israel's Central Bureau of Statistics measured the Jewish birth rate at 2.98, the highest it has been since 2.53 that was recorded in 1995. The scriptures are very plain. We will look at some of them in a moment. That God would bring his people back to their ancient homeland. The news can often be cliffhanging as we see events unfold in Israel and around the world, but this news is a constant sign of God's hand at work. Much seems to be happening around the world that points to Christ's return, but Jewish population growth in Israel is vital to Christ's coming because, according to Scripture, God is going to reestablish the kingdom of Israel. It is clearly impossible to reestablish or restore a kingdom without having the people of that kingdom there. This restoration was spoken of by the holy prophets, and has been spoken of many times on this program, but it can never lose its power, as it is one of the greatest signs in the world that God is at work. God does remember His promises, and now God is remembering His promises made with the great men of faith thousands of years ago. We live in incredible times. We may see the world pushing on Israel to give up land and its nuclear deterrent. We may see Obama making nice with Israel's recent arch-enemy Iran. But we must remember the words of Daniel the prophet, that the Most High ruleth in the kingdoms of men. So through all of, the, through all of this, the building continues, because once God starts to move, no one can stay his hand. As we see God bringing his people back, we wonder, as the apostles did in Acts chapter 1, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? They were told that it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. When one keeps reading the book of Acts, you will actually come to the answer to that question in chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. And it reads, And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution. Or the RV says, there are the revised version, the restoration, the restoration of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets 
since the world began. The Revised Version says the restoration of all things, which is what we want to make sure we understand. That is when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Well, let's open the old book and let's see what the prophets did say about the restoration of all things. Psalm 102, and we're going to go through some of the words of the prophets that have spoken, it says, from a long time ago. Psalm 102, verse 12, and running through to verse 18. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arise, and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones, and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion... He shall appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 11, another prophet, verse 11. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, from Cush, and from Elam, from Shinar, and from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Jeremiah, four, and this is chapter 31 coming at verse 7. For thus saith the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations, Publish ye, publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. And just a note, that I think is a beautiful prayer for us. You know, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the coast of the earth, says God, and, will, and uh, with them the blind and the lame, the woman with child, and her that travaileth with child together. And a great company shall return thither. And they shall come with weeping, and with supplications will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of water in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him, and keep him as a shepherd doth his flock. He will gather him. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob, and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Therefore they shall come, and sing in the height of Zion, and shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord, for wheat, and for wine, and for oil, and for the young of the flock, and of the herd. And their soul shall be as a watered garden, and they shall not sorrow any more. We could keep going. Here's another one. Ezekiel 36, another prophet. And I will sanctify my name, verse 23, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified before, your, before their eyes. For I will take, for, uh, take you from among the heathen, the Gentiles, the nations. He's going to take them. Gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water on you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. And he carries on and says, I will give you a new heart. Verse 27, put a new spirit in you 
verse 28, And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. Ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. So first there is a gathering, then there is a cleansing with, with, with water, which is the water of the word, and then they will dwell in the land which, which God gave uh, to their fathers. Chapter 37 of Ezekiel. And say unto them, them, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whether they be gone, and gather them in on every side, and bring them back into their own land. We'll make, and I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. Um, verse 23, They will not defile themselves any more with idols, and he will be their God, and he's going to save his people. And verse 24, And David my servant shall be king over them, and they shall have one shepherd. They shall walk in my judgments, observe my statutes, and do them. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt, and they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children forever, which hearkens right back to the promises to David. And he says, verse 26, He will make a covenant with peace with them. And verse 27, I will be their God and they shall be my people. Uh, Amos chapter 9, he will raise, verse uh, 11, I, I will raise the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches. I will raise up his ruins and build it as in the days of old. It's that, it is that restoration of the kingdom of Israel, of David's throne. Again, you could look at Luke chapter 1. And verse 15, I will plant them upon their own land, and they shall be no more pulled up out of the land which I have given them, saith the Lord. So these are beautiful, beautiful verses. I've gone over a number of them, some of them rather quickly. You can look at them on your own time. They are beautiful and, and take in the context of those chapters. So when we read these passages, there is a definite clarity and a clear message that the Jewish people had to regain their ancient homeland and again build the waste places in preparation for them to enter into a covenant relationship with God once again. While there is nothing that brings the Jews back to Israel like trouble. In the 1920s, prior to the dark days of Nazi Germany, there was a time when the Jews could have gone back trouble-free. The following quote is from the book Pillar of Fire, and uh, on page 85. On July 1st, 1920, the battleship Centur anchored at the port of Jaffa. The High Commissioner, Sir Herbert Samuel, disembarked wearing a white uniform with a sword at his waist. Thus commenced the era of the British Mandate in the history of Palestine. This was the Zionist movement's finest hour. The great British Empire had supported Jewish aspirations of re-establishing a homeland in the land of Israel. In order to ensure the success of this plan, Britain appointed Sir Herbert Samuel, a Jew and a Zionist, to govern the land. The Arab national movement in Palestine was in its infancy and was incapable of interfering. They had, if they had, uh, sorry, had they so desired, the Jews could have returned to the promised land en masse and might have even established a Jewish state prior to the Holocaust. This, as we know, did not happen. During that same month, July 1920, the president of the Zionist Federation, Dr. Chaim Weizmann, uttered his famous appeal. Jewish people, where are you? In our own lives, it is often trouble that brings you closest to God and to God's Word. When everything is going well, it's easy to put mundane things like cutting the grass ahead of God. 
when, when trouble hits, the lawn is the least of your worries. And all of a sudden, what your neighbors think is just too bad. So, when we look at the world, God is clearly at work. Consider the following, written in the Jerusalem Post, and this is in June of 2010. The dip in the North American and Western European economies over the past year has led to a dramatic increase in the immigration to Israel. So whatever else the result of the economies has been, or whatever's been up or down, and what effect it's had on on the United States, on Canada, on Great Britain, and Europe, whatever, and it is bringing, and you know, it has its own effects. But one very important effect, just listen to that, the dip in North American and Western European economies over the past year has led to a dramatic increase in immigration to Israel. That may be the most important feature or result of the economy uh, tanking as it did. That was in 2010. Well, this was written in an editorial this week in the Jerusalem Post entitled European Exodus, question mark, as a question. Jews are being made to feel increasingly unwelcome in Europe. Israel's policymakers must begin preparing for an influx of European Jews who have come to the realization that the renaissance of European Jewry after the Holocaust is a false hope. That seems to be the operative conclusion of a major survey of European Jewry conducted by the European Union uh, Agency for Fundamental Rights. When I read those words and, and I think about this, the words of Hebrews 12 and verse 6 come to mind. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. The times of the Gentile that Luke speaks of are coming to a close, and we are at the doorstep of the reestablishment of the kingdom of Israel. Our prayer is for the peace of Jerusalem that will come with the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of David. God is preparing the Jewish people for great things, May he prepare us also that we might fit into that society. Amos in chapter 4 says, Prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. Fitting words for his natural people and all those that desire a part in the hope of Israel. This is the end of this week's program and we would love to hear what you think. We thank you for tuning in with us, but it is good to hear what you think. So please send us an email to contact, uh, contact at BibleInTheNews.com or contact at BibleMagazine.com. And if you want to support us, please tell your friends about this program. And if you really want to support us, please subscribe to the Bible Magazine on the Bible Magazine homepage. And if you already take the magazine and want to do more, please send a gift subscription to a friend and help us spread the word, the word that sanctifies us. Thanks for tuning in to the Bible in the News. This has been John Billington with you. 